0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Today we talk about a familiar term that's been thrown around the past few years, and that's YOLO, an acronym for You Only Live Once. Well, some of us, sometimes we are waiting for the perfect situation, the perfect money in the bank, the perfect job, the perfect marriage, but what we're neglecting is the time that we have right now, and it's gonna pass us by. God gave us the power to enjoy everything that we should be enjoying. And that's the one life we have. So listen up, YOLO, we only live once.
1: But I'm grateful for the word of God. I am grateful that God gives us instruction and direction of how to do everything that we ought to be doing. This place. And we say that that we love you. We say that we love you. Thank you, praise team. I feel a prayer in my spirit. And so I am going to press in. I am Pastor Sharon Domana Foster. And uh I feel a press and I feel a fight, but I didn't. Thank you, Pastor. I said I am Pastor Sharon Demana Foster. Dr. Parsons was like, yeah, a yeah, I got him. Uh, Somebody got me up in here. Thank you, friend. <laughs> that's all the more reason that I feel like there's a fight in the spirit. And you know why? I'm going to share this word with you. And I feel like there's a fight for it because if we can get this, if we can really, really get it, it's going to change the rest of your life. And if you really, really get it, then it is going to change the life of those around you. If you can really, really get this word. And so I am fighting for you. I'm fighting for us to get this. And I want us to get this uh, for people who are supposed to be here on this afternoon and there's a roadblock in their way. There's a reason that they've decided they're not going to make it. There are some of us that are in here and those who have joined us on video broadcasts that are struggling to be present. You know, we're distracted. Our minds are somewhere else. We're tired. Even me, too. I've had a long weekend, a busy week. Um, But we're going to talk about all of that right here in just a few moments. But I want you to join me in prayer for those who need this, even if it is you that need this, that you can clear your mind enough to bring yourself present enough to be in the moment that you might receive what God is saying to you on this afternoon no matter how old you are no matter your age I need you to say you know what I I think I need this I think I need something and so I want you to uh, receive this and so we're going to pray because I feel resistance I just feel that and I want to create a clearing. I don't know if you uh, created a clearing I want to create a clearing and then I want to sit in the pocket Uh, Mike and I'm just going to sit right there and make this thing happen yeah and so uh, intercessors and those who pray help me make a clearing so that I can sit in the pocket and just do what God has called me to do on this afternoon. And so let us pray. Father God, we said thank you. Uh Ronnie, give it, give it to me on the drums. I need some fight. God, we said thank you on this afternoon. We pray for those God.
2: to incorruption that would keep them away from your work free them and
1: I didn't know what was happening And so I just went home And I sat down and the whole way I'm driving home I'm like God what was that? Was it just a slip and fall That I really just didn't see This cement block in the In the driveway because it was a hard Fall but to me It felt like I hit extra hard For that to be a slip like Why did I hit that car so
2: hard? And I just You know I've been questioning
1: this for two days Why did I fall? And we do, we can trip over stuff. Hey, I'm I'm not the young girl I used to be. And we can trip over some things. But right now, right now, I just heard the Spirit of God say that. That there is something trying to stop you from delivering this word on this afternoon. That's why you fell, and I I kept telling everybody, it just seemed like I fell so hard. Like I, I wasn't running. So why did I fall so hard? No, it was meant to stop me. But I got up and I'm fine, y'all. I didn't feel nothing in the morning. I expected my shoulder, my back, my knee. I thank God I didn't hit my head because I didn't hit my head. But the Spirit of God just said to me right now, because I'm fighting in the Spirit, I'm fighting right now. He just said that's what this was all about. Y'all, He don't want us to get this. And if he could stop me right here, then y'all wouldn't get what he has delivered. He knew who would be here on this afternoon. He knew you would be here. It's worth it to fight. It is worth it to fight. It was like, well, you're going to lay down for the rest of the week, and you don't need to do anything. What if I would have? Then he would have won. And so I want you to understand, y'all, we know we're not just playing. And when we say that we're going to do this, God, I'll be your preacher. I'll I'll deliver this message. We put ourselves on the front line. There is a spiritual battle that is happening. And we can discount everything as an accident because accidents do happen. But when you hear the Spirit of God say, this is what happened the other day. This is what was going on so now I feel what the fight is all about. It's over this message. And so we gonna get to this message. But if y'all would help me, you know what happened with any mess? I get so mad. I get so defiant. I feel like, I just need to act a fool just because he messing with me?
2: Why are you messing with me? I myself, get yes, Do you not know who I am?
1: jacket. Before anything ever happens just go ahead and declare I got it. I am going to get what God has for me on this afternoon.
2: Woo. All right let's
1: read this. I feel like there's some trembling going on in the spirits. Somebody messed up on this uh, on the other day because I'm was supposed to be up here. I probably was supposed to be in the hospital, but somebody missed up. we're gonna take off at the end, I promise. Y'all keep that energy, but when we can't miss it, Mike, I need you to come with me when, when we get ready to run. Yes, I need you to come, Ecclesiastes, 5, 18 and 20, cause this is what I've been fought about. Let's read it together. Y'all read it loud so he can be mad. Yeah. Read it loud so it gets in your spirit. Read it loud so that it, it ripples all the way out into this community in Alianz let's read together behold here is what i have seen to be good and fitting to eat and drink and to find enjoyment in all the labor in which he labors under the sun during the few days of his life which god gives him for this is his allotted reward also Every man to whom God has given riches and possessions, he has also given the power and ability to enjoy them and to receive this as his allotted portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God to him. For he will not often consider the troubled days of his life. Because God keeps him occupied and focused on the joy of his heart and the tranquility of God indwells in him. So I recommend having fun. Because there is no better, nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way, they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them, oh, under the sun. I feel you, James. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory.
2: we have
1: in our family, and uh, I, I, most of you have already heard of it, um, but my brother started it, we have a family group text, and he started this, um, all of us are in, all of my siblings, y'all know it's a gang of us, all of our spouses, our children, all of them that have a, a cell phones, we're all in this big family group, and every now and then my brother would just type the words, uh, the letter Y-O-L-O. YOLO. Just every now and then he would just put YOLO. and Y'all know I was behind the curve, right? And so I'm like, what is he talking about? And so I called my sister who just happens to be here on this afternoon. And I'm like, what is he talking about? What is he doing? And he, she's like, he's talking like you only live once. So that means that he was off on an adventure. He was doing something. So he just wanted to let the family know, you know, I'm getting ready to go somewhere. I'm getting ready to do something. Just to let us know most of the time that he was headed out of town, out of the city, out of the country. And so he would just put YOLO. And so we all kind of adopted this YOLO. And so my sister then, she types it in. One day, and I'm like, "What is she getting? What is she getting ready to do?" And so, each person now, when they getting ready to live in the moment, when they getting ready to make something happen, they just type YOLO. My younger sister, of course, if you know her, she had to add some extra on it. And so, you just can't say YOLO.
2: Getting
1: ready to YOLO. No, you have to put your hand up over your mouth because you have to announce that you're getting ready to YOLO. You're announcing to everybody you only live once. And you have to lean back to put some emphasis on what you're getting ready to say. You have to do extra with your lips so that they extend and then you gotta hold them just a little bit, Elbert, to let everybody know. So she called me in a picture like that. I, I wouldn't dare put it up in. But when you're getting ready to YOLO, put your hand up and, and lean back and you just say, YOLO! YOLO. That's it. Well, thank you! <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. You only live once. That's the acronym for YOLO. It is used to express the view that you should make the most of the present moment without worrying about the future. Right now, I'm living my best life. Right now, I realize that you only live once. And I'm getting ready to live. I'm getting ready to live. Now, Now, some people, even when I looked up YOLO, some people use it when they're getting ready to do something dumb. And they're like, they're getting ready to jump off into something like, well, you only live once, so I'm going to do this. You only live once, so I'm getting ready to bet the house on a, on a three-legged horse in the, in the race or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you only realizing that you only live once. And then you begin to live your best life in every moment that God gives you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What did he say in the Shawshank Redemption? You either getting busy living or get busy dying. Well, on um, this afternoon, we have decided to get busy living. We're going to get busy living. Now this this topic has been bothering me for weeks and if I talk to anybody for any amount of time we talked about this because I can't shake it. We talked about this in, in our community group and so many people said this is where I'm at. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to live my best life. I want to understand that you only live uh, once. And so I ask you on this afternoon the same thing I've been asking myself, are you living it up? Aww. Have you realized that you only live once? Are you living it up? And so I asked my husband, I said, babe. are we living it up? Are we having any fun? Is there any enjoyment in the things that we are doing. Charles Swindoll in Growing Through the Seasons of Life says, living it up is this. He says, when we realize that there is more to life than hard work,
3: there
1: you go. when we break the uptight mold and do stuff that helps us stay sane, yeah. when we realize that we can be fun to be with, yeah. when we realize that we are whole people, He said, then we can begin to live it up. He said, it's when we take off the titles and what we think they mean and how we believe that they should define how we act. He said, that's when we can begin to live it up. And then I thought, you know what? There's more to life than hard work. There's more to life than going to work, than paying bills, than building the dreams, and chasing paper, changing diapers, mopping the floor, cooking dinner. There's more to life than the obligations and the responsibilities or whatever else that has us weighed down and we are not living it up. Right now. You might be living it up, but everybody that I talk to, they have trouble. Trying to see where and what area of their life were they living it up. For some of us, like we talked about before, we are not living it up because we are in the waiting place. And so we don't live it up because we're waiting to have enough money. We're waiting for the new house. We're waiting to lose weight. We're waiting for the kids to get out. I mean, for the kids to grow up. We're waiting for them to grow up. We're waiting on a new job. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for the tide to turn. We're waiting for things to look better. We're waiting. We're waiting. And so we're not living it up because we've decided that we cannot live it up until this happens. Until that happens. Until I obtain this. Until I have that. And so we're not living it up. We're not having no fun. We're not enjoying life. We're just waiting to enjoy life. And then there's another group of us. We're not living it up. Because we believe that we'll have time later. But we, I got time to live it up. I, I don't have time right now. Right now it's about the business. It's about me taking care of business. Right now you trying to make it all happen. You serious about yours. You too deep to live it up. You too deep to have fun. You too busy working hard and chasing. I got to provide for the family, and so I can't, I can't have no fun right now. I can't live it up right now because I'm too busy being a, a provider. Let everybody else do that. Let them uh, play out there, but I'm real about mine. And so I don't have time to live it up, and I don't have time to have fun, and I don't have time for enjoyment. That's for later. It'll be there when I get done, then I can live it up. Some of us aren't living it up because we don't realize that we're not. We have not stopped long enough to assess, ask ourselves, am I having any fun? Am I doing anything that I enjoy? Am I living it up? We don't even realize that we're not. And I tell y'all, this conversation was hitting me hard. Because I was one of those people that hadn't stopped long enough to ask it. Am I living it up? Am I understanding that you only live once? Or am I just going through the motions of life? I don't even know if I'm waiting if I'm one of those people in the waiting place because I don't think I'm waiting to get the money and waiting to get the big house before I can live it up I I don't think I'm just working so hard because I'm trying to obtain something before I can live it up I think I'm one of those people that just didn't realize wait a minute I'm not living it up I'm not having any fun I'm just I'm just working I'm just moving moving Every day, doing it, but I don't know if I'm having any fun, if I'm, I'm living it up. But I, I want to dispel all of that, and I want to come after that, and that's why the enemy don't want us to talk about it today, because you can tell me, wait a minute, and I pray you're thinking about it, am I living it up? Do I know how to have fun? and live this, but I'm grateful for the word of God. I am grateful that God gives us instruction and direction of how to do everything that we ought to be doing. Living it up, having fun, and enjoyment is one of the things that we ought to be doing. He did not create us to live a dumbed down, monotone, mediocre life. He created us for enjoyment, for fun. And we don't have to walk around like a clown all the time, but neither do we have to walk around numb either, going through the motions and mad because we can't have any fun. So there are three truths that we can understand that will help us live it up. The first one is to understand that enjoyment is complementary. It's, it's complementary. In Ecclesiastes, we just read it said, Behold, here is what I have seen to be good and fitting to eat and drink, and to find enjoyment. In all the labor in which we labor under the sun during the few days of life which God gives us. For this is our allotted reward. God has given you a reward for your labor. Enjoyment belongs to you and it is complementary. We act like, oh, I have to be in a certain place for me to enjoy life. I haven't obtained the things yet. I haven't arrived yet. Oh, I don't know if I can. He said, "This is your reward for your labor is enjoyment. It is complimentary. I love a complimentary breakfast at the hotel." (laughs) Me too. Especially if you had a nice hotel. Thank you, Miss Maynard. They got everything on the complimentary, continental breakfast. I want my hotel to have that. It's one of the things that I check out before I book. Is there anything that is complimentary? Anything is free with the breakfast understand that there are some free things that come along with your work that come along with what God is asking you and calling you to do but we miss it because we don't even pick up on the free things he said the enjoyment of your labor is free it's a reward that you get but why are we not getting it we oversleep because the complimentary breakfast, Pastor Wheeler, is not out there all day. <laughs> you can oversleep the breakfast if you want to and you come down and it look like there was nothing ever there.
2: <laughs>
1: We're sleeping on it. We're working past it. We're not obtaining what is free in the Lord. He said this is what God has given us. But somebody told us that enjoyment and fun is not free. Somebody told us that we have to work so long and so hard and obtain this place before we can start enjoying life. Who said that? And you know what we do? And uh, our author in our book said this too. He said when you start to live it up and you decide, yo-lo, I'm gonna live it up. He said be careful who you tell. Be careful who you say it to. He said, because they won't understand you living it up. They're going to look at you and say, you know what? You ain't even got no house. How you taking that trip? When you decide that you going to live it up, how you going out to eat at night? You only making $10 an hour. They want a question. Why you got that dress on? You said you're just gonna wear that after you lost
2: 10 more pounds. Right now, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Why the niggas be living it up? I'm gonna live it up with the dress on. I'm not in the waiting place
1: like you. But it's complimentary. My enjoyment that God told me is complimentary. And I can start to live it up right here, right now. Get off of me and me living it up if I ain't asking you for nothing. I'm not asking you for anything. I've decided to live it up. And we just hate on people. We see them all on Facebook. They on another trip. We mad that they living it up. We mad. Oh, she got her hair blue now? But she, she living it business. And guess what? God said it's free. That means I don't have to have a certain amount of money in the bank for me to live it up. That means that I don't have to take an expensive trip for me to live it up. That means that I don't have to go to the most expensive store in the city and get my dress and shoes for me to live it up. But we're waiting to live it up. When I get the Tiffany jewelry, when he can buy me that ring I want, then I'm going to start living it up. But God said, Uh it's complimentary. It is for you right now. And what we are doing, we miss it. But Paul says in Philippians, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. And I want to talk to somebody who feels like I just don't have enough to live it up. I really don't have any money in the bank to live it up. I can't take the trip. I can't buy the shoes. I cannot go where I want to go. So how can I live it up? You can live it up, and that's what I want us to get on this afternoon from right where you are. He said, enjoyment in your labor is free. It is your reward. And so the work that you need to do for the complimentary gift of God is to figure out what I can do right here right now and not wait. I'm going to go with meal. My sister said this when we was in group. Now she has the means to do whatever she wants to do. But she told us this. She said, "Oh, I live it up. I live it up." She said, "I put on my best, her best. Not what they think the best should be. Uh Not what they decided for her. She said, you know what I do? She said, I put on my best. I get all the way dressed up. And she said, and I go to the fashion show. That's her place. Uh She said, I go to the fashion show. She said, I put on my sunglasses. Uh And I walk through uh, the fashion show, dressed up, Uh fully dressed up. And she said, and then I go to the restaurant that's at the top, that you can sit at the top and look out over the city. She said, and then I give me a coffee. There
2: you go.
1: <laughs> and I sit down at the top. I love it, love it. And she said, I just look
2: out. Mm-hmm.
1: She said, I'm living it uh, I'm living it up. She said, I didn't invite nobody to come, it's just me. She said, you know what else I did? She said it was a man passing by. She said, I gave him my camera and said, take a picture of me. <laughs> she didn't want him in the picture. I want you to take a picture of me. And then she starts showing us the picture y'all with me. They go, they go me
2: living it up.
1: But if we don't take the complimentary things that God has given us, then I keep looking at somebody else and I can't do it like that. And that means I have no enjoyment in life. But she has learned and we have learned and we got to learn to be content. Wherever you are, Paul said that that is his secret. He told us the secret to living it up. And that secret is in Christ because in him we can do all things. But we always say I can do all things in Christ when we're trying to do something hard. Mm -hmm. But he said you can have enjoyment. That's one of the things that I have given you. It is complimentary. The second thing is enjoyment is a choice he says in verse 19 also every man to whom god has given riches and possessions he has also given the power and ability to enjoy them and to receive this as his allotted portion and to rejoice in his labor this is the gift of god he says that i have also given you power and ability to enjoy what God has given you. And so then the question is, why are you not enjoying what God has given? You still stuck on what you don't have and what he hasn't given you yet, but he says, I've given you the power and the ability to to, uh, enjoy what I've given you. That means what you already got, what you already worked for, what you already have. He said, it's a choice that you live that you live it up, that you enjoy that which he has given you. But we don't. We don't rejoice. We're choosing otherwise. We're choosing that it has to be miserable because I don't have what I need. We're choosing that until this marriage get right, I ain't gonna have no fun in it. But you're not taking what you have right here, right now and enjoying what you have. It's what you're not perfect. And you might be waiting a long time for your spouse to get perfect. As a matter of fact, you might run out of time (laughs) waiting on your spouse to get perfect. And so we have to begin to live it up with our spouse right here, right now what do they have that you can enjoy? What can y'all do that y'all can do together? It's a choice because you do have the power and the ability because the word of God says I have the power and the ability to enjoy him and her right now. To enjoy what I have right now. So what are you choosing? It's a choice. And after today it'll be your choice. How can I have some fun Right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: some enjoyment right now. in my life. Right now, right now. how can it's a choice? Mm-hmm. And so, we choose, we choose because who wants to get to the end of all of it yes. and say, I worked hard? Mm-hmm. It's a choice, right here, right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna give you that you get to the end of it and you got it. You got all the money you ever thought you'd made. You got the house that you felt you would live in. You have the spouse, you got them all straightened out. You got everything that you thought you would have. And you get to the end of it. Look back over all of that. Oh, look at my money and my house and my spouse. And you have no enjoyment. All you got is a bunch of stuff. No fun. But you work for it. Oh, you worked hard for all of that and you worked hard for it a long time. But now you look back over it and I didn't have no fun getting it. And I have no, but I got it y'all. King Solomon says as he wrote in Ecclesiastes, it's all for nothing. It's like chasing after the wind. It means nothing. But God tells us in his word that our work can be enjoyment, that we can have fun in this. I talked to a lady yesterday about this and y'all know she started crying. She said, because my husband and I just were talking about this. We were just talking about this very thing. And it was like, you know, and and they're at the place where their kids are adults. They're gone and out of the house is just her and her husband at the house. And they decided we got to start living. And so she just started crying, she said, because I'm 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And I told my husband, let's go. And that's the way I feel. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Right here. Right now. Let's have some fun. And so enjoyment is a choice. We have the power and the ability to live in it and to enjoy where we are. And so enjoyment is complimentary. Enjoyment is a choice. I choose to go down to the continental buffet. (laughs) I choose that because I don't want to miss it. And so you have a choice. You can miss it because it can sit out there all day. The enjoyment that is found in the Lord is sitting out there. And you have a choice of whether or not you're going to take it. The last one is enjoyment is contagious. It's contagious. Our theme for this month is discipleship. And you may be wondering, okay, wait a minute. All of this enjoyment is about me. I've been talking about me um, in in this month of discipleship. But remember, with the definition that we received uh, last week, discipleship is the process of becoming more like Christ. We are to become like Christ and make disciples to get other people to look like Christ. We learned that a disciple is one who follows the life, Teaching and aim of another person, and become that person then becomes like their master. And so, I ask you because we're all supposed to be making disciples, we're supposed to be looking more and more, becoming more and more like Christ, and we're supposed to be helping someone else look more and more like Christ. And so, my question to you is Have you discipled anyone in the joy of the Lord? You probably taught somebody how to pray, yeah? Read the Bible, praise, worship, preach, live holy. But have you discipled anybody in the joy of the Lord? Can anybody look at your life and say, That's how you have fun in the Lord? That's how you do it. I want to live like that. Can they see you having any fun? Or have you only discipled them to believe that the labor in the Lord is hard, unfulfilling, and no fun? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be making disciples. Mm -hmm. And we understand that the word says that there is enjoyment in our labor, even when we're laboring for him or we're laboring for our families. And so my question for you is, and for me, is what are you discipling them to? Mm -hmm. Misery?
2: No.
1: Hardship? Or is there any fun, any enjoyment in the Lord? Can they say, oh, I see you living it up? Can they see you saying, yo, low"? you only live once? Has anybody caught you in the moment? I don't know what they have. Ecclesiastes 8 and 15 says, so I recommend having fun. It's in the Bible, y'all. So I recommend having fun. Because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work. God gives them under the sun. The Bible says have some fun so that you might experience some happiness all along the way while you work. And I tell you all, this is what, this is what kicked off this moment in, in my life. And since then, my husband is probably over me, talking about, babe, we gotta live it up. We, we gotta get busy, we gotta live it up. Stop but we went uh, with, uh, on CGR, to the CGR trip. And CGR is um, Dr. Parson's leadership camp. Um, Christian gents Rain, church girls rule. And we take from eighth grade to senior high. We took them uh, out of town to Arizona to uh, the Wild Wolf uh, Lodge water park. We took about 46 kids and it was about 14 of us adults that went on this bus ride. And part of the um, activity was we had to do a community service um, outreach. Uh, while we were there. And so, we hooked up with St. Mary's uh, Food Bank. It's similar to our three square here um, in, uh, in, our, in Las Vegas. And we had to pack emergency food boxes um, because of the need there. There are still people, y'all, that are in need of food. And so, that was the project for all of the students. And so we go in there. They tell us what we're going to do. They got this big, huge conveyor belt that's back there in the warehouse. It was hot up and there. We had just got through walking to college campuses in Arizona. We was hot already. And so we get there to the food bank and put the kids in position. And they got food. And the only thing that you have to do is put your box on this conveyor belt. Put your item in and push it down. Put your item in and push it on. And we're going to be there doing that for two hours in this warehouse. And so the guy asked us uh, earlier on before we went back there. He said, "Well, we used to give you guys some music to work to." And so you know it was like great. You know he kind of, he really he didn't handle gospel. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: he didn't, he didn't handle. But we uh, so he put on some some music. And it sounded like it was like '80s '90s rap. Uh, That he put on and so it was only a few of us adults some of the chaperones had the option to sit out Uh, Some of the chaperones were dealing with some other situations that we had to go on and then there was a handful of us that went in to work Can I tell y'all what? We had the best Time at the food bank to Mr. Terry, a uh, pastor's husband. Arias was on the other side. Uh, Mark Abernathy was in there. Sean Richardson was on the other side. And I think that is all of the adults that came in. Everybody else was sitting outside. They couldn't even see what was going on on the inside. And so the music started playing. He, he cranked it up, y'all. And y'all know we 80s and 90s. That's when we was, you know, doing everything. Um, and so the music came on. Can I tell you that the workplace turned into a party? We were still working. I think we loaded over seventeen hundred food boxes in that two hours that we were in there. But we danced like crazy, people. Mariah's dance.
2: <laughs>
1: Mariah's did every dance he could remember from his youth. <laughs> we were all in there. We were laughing. We were dancing. It was a blast. And so all of the kids are doing all of those new dances. Mind you, they're working. Nobody ever stopped working. All of the kids are doing all of the new dances uh, that they do. Mariah's is doing all of the dances that he did when he was uh, doing it. And Mr. Terry starts calling out dances. He's he like, okay, uh, do the old man. <laughs> and so we did the old man. finished like it was hot y'all we was working we loaded all of that stuff up everybody needed a shower when we got out of there but everybody in the place had a blast we had so much fun in there and then this happened working along dancing laughing uh uh, Mark Abernathy that created a beat for us and so we jammed into the beat that he didn't made and then one of the students come from down on the other side and he comes next to me and winds you, I'm working, I'm on the Peter but I got it. And we're working and he said, I got, um, I lost my place over there. And I said, what you, you wanna work right here? And he said, yeah. And so I stepped out so that he could stand in and work. And so I ask you, are you making the work that you do look like so much fun that you having such a good time that somebody's like, Tapping you out so they can get in. But whatever it is that you are doing, is anybody saying, I want to let me in, let me get in. He didn't rush out to go sit down. It was too much fun. We were having enjoyment. We were living it up right there. It cost us nothing, y'all, to live it up. And, And I told pastor, I said, what came to my mind is that song, that if you get a chance to sit it out, or dance. I hope you dance. We were silly in there. We were just acting crazy. We did every dance we could think of that we laughed loud and worked the whole time. When have you lived it up? It was just a few of us. And you know what would have happened? We probably would have kicked somebody out on that point. But I was like, what if I was standing next to somebody who was a stick in the mud? Like, y- y- y'all y'all should be doing that. y'all pastors.
2: <laughs>
1: y'all hear that music that's all y'all shouldn't be.
2: <laughs>
1: that would have been a wet blanket over us living it up. and that's why the author said, you have to be careful. Who you share it with. Yeah. But everybody in that place, I thought Amber was gonna be able to uh, give us the video, uh, but she wasn't able to pull it together uh, for us, but all of us. And then we, after we left, that's when I realized, wait hey a minute, I had fun dancing and acting crazy, laughing, sweating, working at the food bank. We was living it up. We just we just came all out of ourselves and had a blast. It, it it made the work less hard. We were still working, and so it is contagious for somebody else to say, "I want let me in on the work," uh-huh. That's right. because y'all are having a good time. I want us to disciple people, not only in all of the other things that we do in the preaching and the teaching and the praying and the worship and the word, all of that, but are we discipling them? Are we looking more and more like Christ in the enjoyment of what we're doing? Can we do that? That's how we're making disciples that want to do the work that we're doing. Yeah, we got to recreate ourselves. And our pastor says that all the time, that we have to recreate who we are in people, but they not going to want to do it if it's just miserable. If there's nothing more uh, to it. We were present right then, right now. Now I could have said, oh, you know what, when I get back home, I'm going to turn some music on and dance. I would have missed the moment. I'll laugh later. We got to get this work done right now. Everybody stop playing and get to work. We would have missed the moment. I want us to get to the place where we are so alive in the moment in Christ. I want you to begin to think about what it is that you're doing. Am I living it up? Am I realizing that I only live one time right here? Even in my saved life, saved people. You can live it up. You can live it up, and you can have fun in what you're doing. So whether you eat a drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Have some fun to the glory of God. Have some enjoyment to the glory of God. Enjoy your family and your spouse To the glory of God. Go ahead and take the trip to the glory of God. Laugh and laugh hard to the glory of God. If you go dance, dance to the glory of God. It's not just in those heavyweight things that we think it is. I'm praying that we're getting this. You can go ahead, uh, Mike. And so I'm going to pray for us. But I want to pray that you begin to build the memories of you Living it up. That's what I'm going to pray for you. Our author said that. He said, are you going out of your way to build memories? Or are you just living? There's three truths that we can understand as we come into this enjoyment. And I want us to think about it every time we start complaining about, I got to go to work and they getting on my nerves and I don't have any money. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God said that I could have enjoyment right here, right now. All right. And then you begin to seek it out. You begin to, to find. We are going to level up our fun. Yeah. We're going to level up our enjoyment. I want you to take a self-assessment. You ask for yourself. Ask your spouse. Ask your friends. Are we having any fun? Are we living it up right here in the moment? Or are we waiting for things to happen? For something to go on? So begin to build some memories. I want us to build some memories. I want somebody to remember me. But not just being so deep oh she was a prophet, she was a preacher, she was a a pastor she was an intercessor, all of those are great but did she enjoy any of it? Was she living it up, doing it? Did I do all of it to the glory of God? Did you ever see me just let out a belly laugh? I got two sisters that could get me on the ropes when I'm laughing and y'all be laughing and crying We can't lose it. And that was one thing, like, I think I used to live it up. And then you get somewhere and you stop. Why? Why are you not doing that no more? And so I'm going to pray off the heavy weight of life. Because some things are just heavy. But Paul said, I figured out the secret to being content, it's in Christ. I figured it out. And so this is for our young people. I want y'all to grab a hold of this. Everything is so hard and school is so hard. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's a way to have some fun while you labor, while you work. There's some fun, a way to have fun in Christ. All of the fun is not out in the world, y'all. All All of the fun is not getting drunk and getting high and partying, kicking it and doing all of that. We can have some fun right here, right now. You don't have to decide that's the only fun that I can have. Ask God, I want my enjoyment in my life. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to get to the end and have all of this stuff, but I don't have no enjoyment and no fun. And so I want us to receive that message. On this afternoon, and so let's just stand all over the place. It really—I'll um, I'll pray for somebody who just says that yours is really—is mine is heavy, and I'm not having any funds, and life is hard. I'll pray for you. We will touch and agree that this is changing in your life. But first, I want to pray for for those. I want to pray for you that if you if you don't know him. Because this type of enjoyment and this type of contentment in your labor and in your work, it comes through him. You have to have him to have it. Or you're going to struggle hard to have any enjoyment. You'll find yourself trying to find the the fun and enjoyment out in the world. But you can have fun right here, right now. In Christ. That don't get you in trouble later. That you won't wake up feeling horrible and wondering what just happened. No, there's some fun that you can have now. But it comes in him. And so if you're here in the place and you don't know him, like I I don't don't have Jesus in my life or I did, but I moved. Uh, I I feel like I'm, I'm far away from him. Then I want you to say this prayer with me that you might begin to live even in the hard things in life. He said you can have some enjoyment. You can have some fun. And so if that's you and you're in the house on today, or if you are online and you was like, I, I need him. I need him in my life. I need Jesus because I'm not having any fun and I don't have him. But I want I want what that word says. That in all that I do, I can have some enjoyment and some fun. And so if that is you, let's just invite Jesus into your life. Invite him into those spaces. If you need to rededicate your life, say, I'm coming back, then just tell them I'm I'm coming back and we'll say this prayer together and that's even for you that are online. Let's say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I made some mistakes. Would you, Lord, forgive me? I need some joy. I need some enjoyment. And I need it, God, that it is found in you. And so come into my heart. Save me. I'll make you my Lord and Savior. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, or if you rededicated yourself, just raise your hand right where you are. I just have a book that I want you to have that can teach you and tell you all about this new joy, this new enjoyment, this new life that you are walking into. And if you are on a Facebook Live or if you find us on YouTube, just comment. We're over here at New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliyante. We want to be your family. We want to begin to grow, all of us, to look more and more like Christ, to have some fun, to have some joy in our lives. And so if that's you, just raise your hand. We'll make sure that you receive that book. And I want you guys to claim this. This belongs to me. And so let us pray. All over the house, let us pray. Father God, we say thank you on this afternoon. Thank you, oh God, for this word. We come against the spirit of guilt and conviction because we haven't been having any fun, God, because we haven't decided body of the joy of the Lord. God, we come against the guilt and the condemnation, the weight of that, God. And we just ask you to make us over. We want to look more and more like you, God. So give us how to realize this joy. Give us, God, how to live right here now in Give us, God, to understand that we only live one time, God, and that we don't have to toil, chase after things that bring us no life. They're just things, God. So, would you open our eyes into the moments? Open our eyes into the that we can live it up. Open our eyes, oh God, when we are present with friends that we are right there with them. Open our hearts, our understanding when we are with our family members that we can live it up right there. My God, in the name of Jesus, God, right when we serve, when we serve in our communities and, and in our churches, God, that we can begin to live it up right here. We come against the whispers and the lies of the enemy that tells us that is hard and that it, it has to be hard, God, would you lift off those heavy weights and burdens? Uh, would you show us how to find some fun and joy right where we are, uh, from right where we are, God, that we begin to live it up, uh, my God, uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and so, God, would you bless us uh, in need, God, that we might uh, have some joy, uh, that we In the name of Jesus, we worship you, Lord. And we said thank you on this afternoon. God, we take this as ours. God,
2: we declare that we're looking for the moon.
1: in the name of Jesus. And so as I go to my seat, I struggle with the message because I wasn't going to entitle it uh, YOLO. I had another title pastor I named. And I didn't want to take the people too far
2: gone.
1: I didn't know what they was going to do. And so I'm just going to give y'all a little snippet we were going because this is our discipleship month, yes? And we're talking about living it up, yes? We're talking about raising the bar. We're going to level up our discipleship. We're going to level up our form. We're going to level up how we live. And so I just got a little bit a snippet of a song that James is going to play. And I want y'all to stay right here. Don't go nowhere. We're going to be right here we're going to have some fun just for a second.
2: Oh, y'all scared? Turn it up, James! They can't hear
1: it, no
4: spirit is joy it's in there y'all that we're to have joy that we're to have life more abundantly and when it comes to discipleship nobody wants to come this way unless they see the joy Jesus said that your joy I'm telling you all this so that your joy Might be full. The Bible says, "In the presence of God is the fullness of joy." Amen. So I have to. Sometimes I said, "Amen," today. Sometimes I had to say, "Ouch," because there really is a that song we used to sing. There's joy in serving God. There really is joy in serving God and discipleship is becoming like Jesus. He was a man of joy. I know you guys seen too many movies where Jesus wasn't having a good time. but Jesus had a good time. He worked his first miracle at a party. Yeah he did. Jesus had a good time. In fact he said for the joy that was set before him, he got joy. he was on the cross looking at joy. Hanging on the cross, but looking at joy. And so we do need to, the Lord told me years ago, I need to learn how to have fun. The only fun I do have is in here with y'all. Ministry is fun to me. Preaching is fun. My mama didn't like that. It's fun, mama. It's serious. Ministry is serious. (laughs) But it was fun. It is fun to me. But God does want us to. Like to, to live he, the, the the other scripture I looked up said he has given us all things in life to enjoy yes. Yes. God has blessed us so that we have joy and if you think in terms of being parents what parents want children who never have fun yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: how heartbreaking it is for your children to always be sad and always be depressed and to always be worried. You wouldn't want your kids living like that. So what makes you think your Heavenly Father wants you living like that? Amen. Amen. So we thank God for that. Uh, It may have been uncomfortable for some because you think spirituality is all about uh, being deep. But it is about having some fun. Amen. What is this? Thank you. <laughs> it's like I got confused for a minute. And those of you who struggle with, with, with depression, that's where my lack of fun came from. I, I struggled with depression so many years that I began to have a depressive mindset and almost a depressive personality. And even though my mom said ministry is serious, she was about fun. Uh, she told me that all work and no play makes Jane a dull girl. And it does. Um, she said, Naida, is anything ever exciting to you? Is anything ever good to you? Everything is always, it was okay. How was service? Okay. How was school? Okay. She said, is anything ever great? Is anything ever exciting? Uh, So she was a woman that taught me how to have fun, but it was the depression that I dealt with that gave me a personality that didn't know how to have fun. And we're not going to hold you any longer today, but that's what we would. I really, um, if that's you, that you can go in prayer. God is a deliverer of depression. Ask me how I know. God can deliver your mind from that depressive way of thinking to where you never really enjoy life and have fun. And so as we continue this discipleship, lift that up to God. God, I need you to do something to my mind. All right, Holy Spirit. Amen. Y'all know I'm always rushing. And God slowed me down. If there is someone and depression is your struggle, I'll tell you, God, can deliver. I can't remember the last time I've been in a deep depression. You know, as human beings, our moves come and go, but I mean, I was I, I have been in depressions where I needed to be in the hospital. I've been in depressions where I've had to take off work. And God has delivered me. I can't tell you the last time I was that deep. Because God has set. He, matter in fact a few years ago he said he don't I don't want you to even ever say you're depressed again Amen. and I haven't said it since then Amen. and it does some people don't have up and downs but if depression is what's if depression and anxiety is what is stealing your joy Amen. let's let's pray for you today Amen. I've asked God for an anointing for mental illness oh I'm not immediately ill though it's, yeah it is but it's all right. He gives me an anointing, let me say, for mental health. It is mental. Yes. If you're depressed and anxiety or it has anxiety, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means that you could be healthier mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that some next week. But I don't want to leave here today. If somebody needs prayer, like I want to experience joy in life, but there's something in my brain or in my spirit, in my past that won't let me do that. And I will pray for you today. If you're bold enough to say that's me, Pastor, I need prayer for God to lift this depression and anxiety. If you want to come, come quickly. If that's you, if that's you. Can I
2: stand in proxy? Huh? Can I stand in proxy? Yes.
4: Go back to center of the center of my joy. Jesus, he's been the center. It's crazy that that was my favorite song. Yet I wasn't experiencing the joy of the Lord. But I do now, he is the center of my journey. Father in the name of Jesus, we come against the spirit of depression and anxiety. When I lay hands on them today, I'm looking for you to do a miracle in their mind, in their heart, and in their spirit. And for this mother that is standing in for her child, God, I put healing in her head as you go home and lay hands on that head. We declare that the depression will live in the mighty name of Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we ask God right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal, that you would
2: set free, that you would deliver. Oh God, these are your people and they are coming to you, God. you.
4: for her strength and uh, just give you a little something, something to do whatever you want to do mission-wise. Um, we want to support what God is doing through this woman of God uh, all over the world. This is our own bishop right here, whatever they call them, whatever man call her, we call her bishop, bishop of the world, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God is our bishop, goes, and she goes to, again, do your work. God, retirement is not going to catch up with her. But we thank you, God, for what she does as she goes over the airways, as she goes into these countries. God, I need you to protect her. Keep her from COVID-19. Keep her, God, from any hurt, harm, and danger. In the name of Jesus, keep her in the airways. Keep her on the roads, God. God, and let this little offering that we're able to give the mission. God, you can take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed the multitude. God, we need you to take this offering and do a multitude work with it. In the mighty name of Jesus. And God, give her strength. Strength to her body. Strength to her mind. Strength to every joint. Strength to her knees and her back. Strength, God, in the name of Jesus. That she may have a pain-free trip that she may have a trouble-free trip. In the name of Jesus, back up, devil. We are doing prayer cover right now in the name of Jesus. We clear the way in the name of Jesus. And God, give her words for everybody. Let the prophetic flow. God, let healing flow through her hands. God, supernatural, stand up in her Holy Spirit and do great wonders and great works. And we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, Bishop. We are just so excited about the work that we're able to help uh, in Africa. We're going to Kenya again? Or Kenya. We're going back to Kenya, amen. And we, t- we do good work in Kenya um, through the th- people that Rev has connected us to. So however you see fit uh, to help, we God bless you, uh, Reverend B.J. Next Sunday is Coaches Sunday. And so all the coaches, we would love for you to be there. Be here next Sunday as we're going to continue in discipleship. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of that uh, mental soundness and emotional soundness. We want to be all the way like Jesus. Amen. So we will see you again here next Sunday at 1230. Y'all get on here at time on time. Let's have a good time all, all day. On next Sunday for our back to school fair again, we need you all to begin to bring uh, pencils, pens, notebooks, those single, um, single subject notebooks, spiral. Bring those crayons, markers, and hand sanitizers. Uh, Sunrise and ACS is actually going to be at both of the county back to school fairs. We're going to be representing uh, Antioch Community Services. It's one on the 26th of July, one on the 28th of July. And so, uh, 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 Antioch Antioch Community Services needs donations as well as Sunrise Christian Fellowship needs donations to go. And again, Aliante, we do ours mid-year, and so the other two campuses are doing theirs uh, with the county, we're connecting to uh, our county commission uh, to serve this community and the other only other thing is uh, so you all bring that. we need it by the end of the month so we need you all to start to bring that stuff now you can bring it and just lay it on the altar we're going to pray over all of it so that prayer goes into hundreds of households Something that's been prayed over, and we just, we believe that God's going to do that. So when you bring it, you can just come and put it on the altar so we can pray over it. The only other thing is we're having a mass training day. I am so excited. Y'all remember that that movie, Training Day? We're having our own training day, but we're not going to shoot nobody. We're going to tear the devil up, though. I like what Pastor Sharonda said. We have been called to destroy, destroy the works of the enemy. So we're going to come and learn how to do that. We're going to talk about communication and connection but we're going to put all of the training together so coaches, community group leaders, and servant leaders. For coaches, community group leaders, and servant leaders, it is a mandatory training, it's going to be fun. We're gonna have some fun. Uh, put some, we put something together, leadership training, July refresher, um, on July 23rd, nine to one, will be at, the, the big church will be at Central Campus. If you are a coach, a servant leader, Uh, They throw ministers in training in there and a community group leader. It is mandatory for you to be there if you're not at work or on vacation, having fun, or you got COVID. Other than that, I expect you to be there. Amen. Uh, So let's come get together. We haven't gotten together a whole lot for us to have a mass training together. Uh, So let's do that Um, on July 23rd. I expect you to be there. Amen. Amen amen we are standing unless you want to stay which is fine with me we'll have some more fun (laughs) father in the name of jesus god i thank you i praise you and i magnify your name for a great word today for great services all day long god we ask you right now to send us out into this week give us divine appointments And so we can disciple people into the joy it is in serving God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, anoint us. God, give us, get us ready. God, help us to think, help us to see, help us to be aware of the people that you are connecting us to. In the name of Jesus, that you save through the house of Antioch. Save through the house of Antioch. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. If you need a church home, amen. See our welcome table as you go out and join us. We would love to be your church family. This is a place, as you can see, where you can learn how to serve the Lord in fun and enjoy. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for tuning in today. Hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org that's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h.org or for our aliante campus you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org that's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h-a-l-i-a-n-t-e if you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry you can do so by texting newantioch to 779-77 for Aliante campus or for Central campus it's New Antioch Central at 779 7, 7.